Welcome to the Higher Ed Jobs Season 1 Recap. I'm Kelly Sherwin, the Director of Editorial Strategy. And I'm Andy Hebble, the Chief Operating Officer and one of the co-founders of Higher Ed Jobs. As we sit here in the studio at the end of Season 1, Kelly, we've been asked to share some of our thoughts and reflections on Season 1. I think you and I discussed before we even started this, why are we doing this? First of all, it's been an enormous amount of fun. I've learned so much from so many valuable guests. I will admit that it has pushed me out of my comfort zone. I think I can speak for you saying that it has as well. But the ability to speak to so many different guests on so many wonderful topics and share with our readers is really what I've found so rewarding. I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's been so many amazing guests and every one of them I've been both educated by and inspired by about how they go about their work, how they care passionately about the things that they do and how they're trying to do it to the best of their ability. That's a great seat to be sitting in, and it's great to kind of have the practice of what I do be inspired by these amazing people. I think that's perfectly said. You hit the nail on the head with that. So, Andy, you know, we talked about kind of looking back at some of our guests. Did you have a favorite topic or a guest that you want to talk about? Really, for me, just about every episode, we had a moment where we were able to get the guest to a point where they're sharing about the passion about what they do. Because that sort of spark within you work-wise is what gets you through the rough days and what makes the great days even better. In episode eight that aired on May 3rd, we had Gina Garcia, who's uh, with the University of Pittsburgh. She's an associate professor of education. Right at the end of the interview, in a way that just knocked my socks off. Gina, in response to a question about the passion that she has towards her work, talked about her own experiences and how it influences her and makes her reflect on ways that she can be better at what she does. But also, there's places where she finds herself wanting to be better at what she does and more consistent with the practice that she encourages. And she started talking about her own journey and talking about an example of how she was encouraging her students to go out and do more work regarding social justice. And she realized that she maybe wasn't doing the job at social justice that she wanted to do. And she put herself out of her comfort zone to get better at doing it. To me, that's where real growth as a professional happens. When you push yourself from that comfort zone to a place that you're more authentically who you want to be, that's where you get better. And that sort of magic I'm not talking here getting so far out of your comfort zone that you don't know where it is anymore, but just that magic of pushing yourself beyond little by little, making it progressively more uncomfortable, just as you move move the needle just a little bit. To me, as a professional in whatever you do, that's the essence of making yourself better at what you do. I think in higher ed, isn't that what we want? We want a faculty member. We want a colleague to push themselves and make us better on the flip side. So yes, I agree. Gina did a fantastic job of explaining that. And her energy was was contagious. She was great. So that was a great pick. So what about you? What was what was the one moment that that kind of just knocked your socks off? Well, this is this is hard because I truly I really enjoyed all of them. I have three kids. I am one of three, so I never want to play favorites. But you're um, also the middle of three. <laughs> Yes. And so funny, I I was having a conversation last night about birth order and uh, the middle child syndrome. Truly, that 
I was talking earlier, but that my mom gave me a book that said, you're all my favorites. And that's how I feel. So all of our podcast guests, thank you. You're all our favorites. One that actually really resonated well with me because of the the topic of careers and balancing life and being successful in all the areas as much as you can. So I am talking about episode six with Burl Greenberg regarding facing career plateaus, highs, and woes. And she she had a couple great comments in there about what we can do to make ourselves better, both professionally and personally. It starts with gaining clarity on what is important to you and what might be holding you back. And as she said, it's so simple, but it's also so difficult for us. She reminded me and all of us to ask questions on what's important to us. What are we enjoying at work? How is this affecting us in our personal life? She had the the idea of doing an exploratory mission to see what are we loving at work? What would you change? And things like that. So the quote that I wanted to reference that she said was, looking at it not through the lens of what the world expects, but what you really enjoy. Oftentimes in our lives, things might become overwhelming where we're just trying to trying to survive. And we forget the fact that we do have to enjoy the journey, be it at, at work or, you know, with our, our family. And Burl did a great job of encouraging us to step back and take a pause and knowing when it's okay just to stop and reevaluate and, and try to find the joy in our careers. And the amazing part about that moment, if she just would have said, stop doing what the world expects of you. That's the first step. That is a huge step. But the, the next step of, of pursuing that joy just makes, to me at least, the incentive of stop doing what the world expects of you actually easier to do, knowing that you're realigning it to be more consistent with what you like doing. That was a spectacular moment as well. Excellent choice. Thank you. So as we look towards season two, I know I'm excited. Are you? I can't wait. We should just alert everybody what we really want to do if you want to help prepare us for season two is send us your questions that we can answer in our mailbag episodes and you can reach us at podcast at higheredjobs.com or you can tweet us at higheredjobs and we really do want to hear from you i feel we talked about a couple of guests but those mailbag episodes the questions you all have sent have been fantastic please keep them coming I think we'd like to do as many of those as we can when we hear from folks. But at the beginning of season two, we have part two of Martin Atkins that everybody has to look forward to. And Martin offers additional insight. So get ready for that. So go back and make sure you listen to part one. And yeah, stay tuned for the upcoming part two. We didn't go into the season needing a cliffhanger or desiring one, but we somehow ended up in one. There was just a perfect moment in the interview that just lent itself to having the cliffhanger. So I do believe if you're if you're a fan of the Hulu show Only Murders in the Building, that's what inspired Mike to at the end of season one put a, a cliffhanger for season two uh in, in there. So I was gonna reference Stranger Things except that's a hot topic around our house right now and those those cliffhangers. <laughs> don't don't say anything. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Most importantly, thank you everyone again for listening and uh, for supporting us and we're really hoping that you're getting a lot from these episodes because we're sure as heck getting a lot from doing them for you thanks again we look forward to seeing you again season two thank you and thank you 